my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 379 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. In keeping with our Valentine theme throughout the month, we're doing a movie mania about a very interesting movie. We'll get to it in just a few minutes. Uh, but my co-host Chad Smart is here, and uh, Chad, we're doing the whole Valentine's Day theme throughout the month. So uh, I figured someone who I've had many bromance trips with uh, would be appropriate to talk a little uh, love and wrestling. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I like like that little setup, but uh, yeah, once we get into movie mania, I oh, man, this is not a Valentine's Day movie that I would recommend if you want to try to Netflix and chill with someone because <laughs> I think it would be more like Netflix and bail, but yes. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the cheesiness and the badness of our movie um, in a couple minutes. But I, and we typically don't talk a whole lot about like current product here on on the podcast. But there is a lot going on with AEW WWE at the moment, and I and I wanted to kind of get your thoughts and, and feelings too as as we wrap up um, the Elimination Chamber. You know, we're recording this on Saturday afternoon. Elimination Chamber just ended. Let me get your quick thoughts, and I know you you watched part of the show. Uh, overall, what'd you think of it? And I, I mean, really, no big surprises I didn't think coming out of the show. Well, I think the big surprise was Bobby Lashley being taken out of the Elimination Chamber, which <laughs> I had uh, kind of dozed off for and totally missed and had to go back and rewatch that. But and watching, I think it's, I, I do think it was, you know, planned. I don't think it was a um, accident that happened. I think it, it, it looked the way, the way everyone kept going, like nothing was going on. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you got Brock Lesnar winning, which will now set up a champion versus champion, unless they get the title off of Brock in the six weeks before Mania. Uh, I, and again, I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, you know, I think Brock made every, the other four, three or four people in the match look like chumps um, just with how he destroyed them. 
so obviously you are not a fan of of seeing Brock Lesnar kind of dominate because he really did. I mean, he obviously came in last. And and I know you kind of mentioned what you said about it looking like it was part of the show with Lashley getting hurt because I did text you. I wasn't for sure at, at first because it really did kind of come off as it could have been a legitimate accident. Um, I'm I'm glad though that I guess it's an interesting way to take him out of the match and and he loses without actually losing. So then does he lay claim to a championship match down the road? Are they going to do title for title because you've got champion versus champion? Do we unify? What are your thoughts on unifying the belts and having just one champion? Or Because to me, it seems silly yeah. to have this match with both guys holding the belts if they're not going to do title for title. Yeah, I, I am not a fan of title for title or you know unifying the titles um i think unifying even uh kills the brand split uh situation even more like when you have one champion going back and forth and so you set up like you know one month will challenge someone on smackdown and then the next pay-per-view with someone from raw i think if you're gonna have the brand split split them off keep them separate and make them two entities that only get together uh you know four times a year don't yeah. or you know in this case or i guess now with every pay-per-view but um or i'm sorry premium live event <laughs> and yeah I, I so i'm not a fan of the title for title i don't think brock and roman needed title for title i don't know there's just again wwe for me at the moment is and has been for the last probably two or three years, just so uninteresting because it's just, it seems like it's the same thing over and over with, you know, the same storylines, maybe just plug in a different wrestler, but there's nothing new, creative, unique about the story. So, you know, and, and having a two day WrestleMania, I think is better than having an eight hour WrestleMania, but, I, I miss the days of the WrestleMania when, you know, you would have five, a match that went five minutes or 10 minutes. And now it seems everything has to go 20, 30 minutes. Plus you have to have 10 minutes of commercials in between the matches. And so I, th I, I you know, I, I, we can sit here and, and Saturday morning book forever. And the number of changes that, that I would suggest making to WWE right now are things that I know are never going to change. So you know, that's why there are other options out there, and I will continue to watch those. Well, let's talk about one of those options, and that is AEW. And, of course, the big news this past week, uh, seemingly the release – or not, I guess release isn't the right word, but Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes have left uh, All Elite Wrestling, or so it appears. I am still – and we were talking before we started recording – I'm still skeptical uh, until I see Cody show up somewhere else – uh, whether this is, you know, there are people saying that he is signed with WWE. There were tweets that he was on a plane uh, to Saudi um, over the weekend. Obviously, we did not see him at Elimination Chamber, which there was some speculation that he would be involved with that at some point as well. Um, this is another, uh, you know, Cody and Brandy. I don't know that they played them off when they were in WWE the first time as a couple. I know she was like a backstage interviewer i believe and cody obviously was uh, you know wrestling and then wrestling as stardust and i don't even think her name was brandy at that point 
Um, but I digress. No, I think she – yeah, wasn't she the ring announcer for NXT? Was she? I, I don't know. I thought she was a ring – or I thought she was, did backstage stuff, but you, you okay. might be right on that. She might have been uh, the ring announcer. But I guess I'm saying all that to say – are you surprised by this news? I know that there had been some speculation and some people had gone out and said, you know, that they thought that the first uh, big jump from AEW to WWE would be Cody Rhodes. Now, obviously we're speculating at this point because nothing is official as we record this again on Saturday afternoon, but would you be surprised to see Cody Rhodes uh, show up in the WWE once again, seeing as how, he exited, he was unhappy, he kind of went out and did his thing, and then he and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega kind of got the ball rolling on this whole AEW thing, and, and then, you know, this, this, it, the uh, infamous sledgehammer and, and throne incident that was at the, I guess it was the first pay-per-view, I think, um, you know, and just kind of the jabs and the, and the swipes, uh, the videos and, and whatnot against WWE. I personally am shocked, but again, as we've said before, you said it before we started recording, never say never in, in wrestling and, and you never know what's going to happen. So uh, this truly goes into with, uh, in my opinion, the ultimate warrior coming back and uh, guys like Hulk Hogan and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash eventually coming back. You never do say never, I guess. Yeah. You never say never. I am surprised. Um, you know, especially given that Cody was one of the forces behind starting AEW and at a time was one of the EVPs, um, exec, you know, one of the executives behind the scenes. I have no idea, you know, when that position was relinquished or if it was or what the deal or anything about the actual workings of AEW. I just, you know, to me, I think Cody going back, I'm going to equate it to Christian leaving WWE to go to TNA, making himself over in TNA, you know, becoming a champion, becoming a main event pay-per-view star, and then going back to WWE and going right back to the mid card, you know, other than like, I think he did have an ECW or he did, I take that back. He did have the feud with Randy Orton where he kept getting beat every time after edge um, had to retire, but he, and he was champion for like a month. If I, if memory serves right. And that's where I see Cody being like, I think maybe he'll come in, maybe they'll give him a title run as a, you know, token run just to, uh, you know, placate him for a month or so, but I don't see him being presented as a star. I, I, you know, and I think then the history that we've seen Vince McMahon holding a grudge over people, I, 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 you know, again, without knowing all the details and knowing what, uh, what Cody's mindset is, I, it is shocking to me and I don't understand why he would go back. And again, going back to what I was saying earlier about just the product of the WWE right now. And, and this is where I think fans and wrestlers have a different set of uh, viewpoints because to the wrestlers, it's a job. It, you know, it's how you're making your money, how you're putting food on the table for your family. And, you know, money does trump uh, being champion or being the star, you know, as long as you're getting the same money. Right. You know, you know I always look at like Chavo Guerrero when he was um, doing like all the goofy stuff. And it's like, you know, or Santino Morella. It's like they're out there week after week. They're get, actually getting more airtime than a lot of guys. And they're not taking as many bumps. So, 
you know, we as fans may say like, oh, they deserve better and they do this, but I'm sure they're like, hey, it's, you know, I'm not putting the wear and tear on my body, getting paid nicely. So why wouldn't I do this? Not saying, you know, so I guess in that regard, if Cody comes in and becomes part of the 24 seven crew where he's just doing silly backstage skits, hey, if that's what he wants, then who are we to, and, you know, you look at his latest run, his last few matches in AEW, the crowd had turned on him. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a way to freshen up Cody Rhodes. Do you think WWE fans welcome him back? Or is that same sentiment from AEW going to follow him? You know, it, it seems like, uh, like you said, the fans had t- kind of turned on him. And whether or not you believe what you, everything you read on the internet, which I don't, but you know, there's talk of him being kind of uh, upset about that. And he wanted to have a different role than what, what I guess Tony Khan had planned for him uh, as far as uh, you know, long-term stuff. So going back into the WWE, I feel like he has added some value to his name where he was a mid, you know, upper mid card guy in WWE, the first go around I think going out there and, and getting the experience, it's kind of like uh, to me, and I hope it goes more like this for him and for the sake of, you know, the naysayers that he comes back in more like a Drew McIntyre or a Bobby Lashley and not so much like a Christian. Um, although I didn't think Christian's run was, was, was too bad either, but, you know, I certainly hope that it's, it's worth all of it for him. And, and like you said, if he's getting paid and someone drew that same comparison that you just did with taking less bumps and doing all that with what Sami Zayn's doing with Johnny Knoxville right now, you mm-hmm. know, he's getting paid and he's doing a good job with it. And, you know, he's getting that visibility and that spotlight, which it, it's an interesting uh, set of circumstances. And I would be curious to see, you know, how the fans react to Cody when he comes back or if he comes back to WWE, because I mean, really, I don't think impact wrestling is an option. The other option I would, would guess would be for him to not wrestle and, and just pursue the Hollywood thing. Cause I know that he enjoyed doing uh, the go big show and uh, you know, the, the uh, reality show that he had with Brandy, which I'm assuming was a TBS deal. So I'm guessing that's off the table for now, at least. Uh, yeah, based on what I saw this week, that just that they hadn't been filming anything for a second season, and so no one knows if it, you know, is a deal or not. But and I mean, to me, that show is like the Miz and Mrs. It's not something I watch. Yeah. Don't care about it. So right. I mean, good for them if they got it, and to the fans I watch. But uh, I, I'm more concerned with the wrestling aspect. And I, I, you know, it'll be interesting because I think WWE's audience skewers younger and i wonder how many fans you know they have that know who cody is and know you know remember his last run in wwe how or have they been watching him in aew will will he be new to them i you know then that's a debate that has raged for you know years about what is the crossover in wrestling audiences is are the same people that watch monday night raw watching aew do they have distinct audiences I, I don't know. I guess we'll see by how the fans react if and when Cody shows up. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm sure talk more about this in the weeks and the months ahead, but let's get into our main event. And uh, 
you know what? I'm going to pause for the trailer, but I honestly don't know if there is a trailer. So if there is a trailer, let's listen to it now. A wrestler is a man of your dreams? I think I love her. How long has it been? Three years, eight months, two weeks, three days, and some hours. You're still weird. Still plan on marrying a famous wrestler? We belong together. Well, she's a good wrestler. Good man. You know my daddy, he won't approve of me marrying anyone but the biggest wrestler. Yes! I can't believe I took you back! Wait, Sandy! No, I may be a wimp now. Maybe I can prove that I'm not. I can rip your throat out. I'll get in the ring and I'll, I'll take you on. Hey, big physical. The last thing I want is for her to see me getting killed. First day of wrestling heaven training. So many nice positions. I'm going to marry you. You'll marry me. Was that a kiss kiss? <gasps> hey, babe. Please marry me. Marry me. This could get interesting. Where's Ellen? Fun! You're so strong. Just another romantic wrestling comedy. And full disclosure, you know, you and I had talked and, and we try to do Movie Mania each month as a kind of a theme for the month we did. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still uh, pretty satisfied with the Santa sleigh that we did at Christmas time. And then in January, we did Rumble to go along with the Royal Rumble. So February, we were like, oh, let's, look, let's see if we can find a romantic comedy, uh, something that we can do uh, for Valentine's Day or, you know, since, you know, it's the month of love. And I stumbled across this uh, film. I'm not sure if that's even the right word to use for it, but uh, <laughs> just another romantic wrestling comedy, which I don't know that there has ever been a romantic wrestling comedy. Maybe I'm wrong, but the little synopsis off of IMDb, a Jewish man falls in love with a wrestling princess and it's a no holds barred quest for her love. Chad, where do we even begin with this? Uh, you know, I guess we'll tell folks where they can watch it if they want. Um, I found it on YouTube. Is that where you ended up watching it? Uh, that's where I started watching it. And then I have a confession to make. I did not watch the whole movie. I made it about 40 minutes in. Oh, and then wow. uh, there is a video on YouTube from the Wrestling With Yeah channel where they do a synopsis review of it and i ended up just watching that and getting the cliff notes version of this film because i i've started watching all the movies that are nominated for the category right now and all maybe two hours long and i have yet to see one that is fully uh, worth investing that much time so after 45 minutes of just another wrestling and knowing that there's an hour left of it, I'm like, I am not wasting another hour on, on this film. So, uh, uh, yeah. So I kind of skimped out on my duties of watching, but well, my wife came in as I was watching it and about, uh, there was about 40 minutes of the movie left 
And she's like, mm-hmm. this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Because I kind of warned her and told her what you had said when you first started watching it. Um, so she, I was a little biased to it already, but uh, man, it's bad. It is, yeah. it is, and it's not just the acting or the story. I mean, I, I feel like you and I could grab some cameras and go out and put together just as good, if not better film. Yeah, no, this reminds me of what I was doing with my friends in college, uh-huh. you know, when, when the infancy of, of uh, digital editing was starting, was just starting to come up. Actually, our digital stuff was much better. We were editing still tape to tape and shooting, you know, with no production value whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I was surprised when watching the review that the, you know, by the time uh, the main characters get together, like their little love story is over and they're like, oh, great, the movie's over with. And then it pops up. No, there's 37 minutes left in the film. Yeah. And then it's like this whole other subplot that comes out of nowhere. And it's, I, you know, the one bit of trivia on IMDb states that the writer and director, um, I think they were a married couple. They had no previous writing or directing experience, which shocked me because uh, I could not tell from watching this film. And it's, you know, I mean, at first, let's, I guess let's dive in the fact that it has um, April Hunter, who yeah. is a female wrestler that I know was kind of, I don't want to say big, but I knew of her in the early 2000s. Um, I would see her name a lot. And then she went on to do the uh, Wrestling Vixens. That's with three X's webpage with Sonny and um, Missy Hyatt. So um, if you're really curious, duck, duck, go that, uh, that website and check it out. And then, she she's the mom of the main character and she's married to Don Fry, who again I know by name, but I've never seen him. I don't know if you're familiar with him. You know, he's got a, a familiar looking face, but I I did not recognize him from from being in the ring or doing any wrestling either. So yeah, I was a little um he looks like dollar store Dan Severn. Yeah, that's a I like that. Yes. That is uh that is pretty accurate. My problem with these two as the parents as part of the story was when the movie starts to when it ends is approximately what about a 15 20 year jump I guess from when it really begins, it's about 25 years. And the, the yeah. April Hunter and Don Fry have not aged at all throughout the course yeah. of this movie. Um, it's just one of those things that it's like, okay. Uh, it it kind of, you know, because I, I, when I watch a movie, I go and I watch it for the escape and not to sit there and be like, nitpicking every little uh, nuance of it. But for this, for some reason, it just really stuck out like a sore thumb to me. No, I mean, it's bad. It's it's not good editing it, or good filming. It, the storyline is all over the place. It makes no sense. It's and and that's what you know when I when I watch low budget films and, and certain films, you're like, okay, how do you not know the basics of storytelling? Yeah. You know, it's there are only five plots. You do the basic 
you know, on, on um, the other podcast I do out of touchstone, we've talked about how some films just follow a similar, you know, you can call out every action that's going to happen. Um, or I'll even mention over the Christmas time, I watched the movie love hard, which was a new Netflix film. And you knew exactly every beat you could call it. You're like, Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen because that's the standard storytelling. And, and yeah, a good writer can mix it up and throw things in, but a bad writer just has no clue what's going on. And that's where this movie is like all over the place with, you know, like you said, it, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, the, the main characters get together and then they have 37 minutes left in the movie and they throw in this weird subplot of the guy's sister who's never been shown in the movie apparently overhears the girl talking about someone else and calling them a loser or something. And she calls her brother and says, like, Oh, this girl thinks you're a loser. And so that like separates them for a while. It's like, none of this made sense. And so I'm, I'm only hoping that there's like another three hours of footage that was left on a cutting room floor that would make this film uh, watchable. You know, and the, the, you know, you bring up a good point too with this movie was made in like 2006, 2007 era. So, you know, 15 or so years ago, but it does not age well at all. There are, you know, the doctor at the beginning that's delivering the baby. I mean, huge Asian stereotypes then the whole uh the 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 character and now I can't remember his name it's escaping me yeah you know the over-the-top homosexuality and and you know that that character and then um you know just it just it does not age well uh, at all and you know I didn't really understand the whole you know I guess we should mention WWE Hall of Famer China is also in this film. Um, and, and they kind of tout her a lot as far as like the promotional products or promotional items for the movie. Um, but her role, I feel like is kind of small and it's, again, it's not good. Um, at least I didn't think it was. And, and I didn't really, um, you know, they said that Deborah was in this film as well. And I don't remember seeing her at all. Uh, throughout the course of it so um, it just you know the wrestling story of it which is obviously why we chose this for movie mania to me didn't you know because they were presenting it you know the the main character her parents are wrestlers and you hear the stories you know and they're training and they're doing all this and you go to the wrestling school and you know that first scene at the wrestling school I don't know if you were still watching at that point they're in a boxing ring and it's like, it's little things like that, that as a wrestling fan, which is who I'm assuming the target audience is going to be for a movie like this. Uh, you're kind of like taken out of it and like, why are they training in a wrestling ring? And then why are, you know, you've got the stereotypical meatheads in there. And then, you know, a couple of uh, guys that probably shouldn't be in there. And it just, it, it, it just, I don't know, man. There's just so much thrown in there. And it's like, how do we make sense of it all? And then the, the, the main character too, with the, the yarmulke, <laughs> he had it on the entire, like every scene he's wearing the, like. It, it's to show he's Jewish. I know it's like, and that's where I'm talking. Like with the over the top, with the gayness, you know, the guy wearing the pink all the time. And it's like, okay, 
15 years ago, I don't remember the world being quite that stereotypical, but this would have been a great, you know, cheesy 80s film. If this would have been made in 1985, mm -hmm. we might have a different view of it. But man, it is so not, it, you know, because we talked about the campiness of Santa Slay, for example, and how it's kind of cheesy, toxic Avenger type uh, uh, humor and whatnot. But man, there's just, to me, there was nothing humorous or funny or like, uh, you know, it's just all around. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. And that's a point that I was going to make too. It's like, yeah, this, when watching it, I'm like, okay, this is, this isn't even trauma level of, of cheese or trauma level of bad film. It, mm -hmm. This is just, you know, I think they paid probably about a buck 50 for the entire film. And, you know, I looked up, the main the girl that plays the main actress just to see if she'd gone on to do anything else and i don't know if anybody else involved in this film has done anything but this just seems like you know the the writer director husband wife team knew april hunter um knew don fry and said hey let's let's make a movie with these people and filmed it in a weekend and yeah i <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I would be interested to see an interview with these people to see like, what were you thinking? What, what was the thought? What are your reactions? Because apparently this movie did win honorable mention uh, runner up film at the New Jersey film festival or some New Jersey film festival. Uh, I want to know what it was up against. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just. Well, and also what was that last part? Oh, I say it's mind blowing how bad this film was. Yeah, I mean, it really. Uh, I don't know if you caught it. You you might have stopped watching by this point. But the the guy that wrestles um, the boyfriend at the end mm -hmm. or toward the end, his it's China's boyfriend in the movie. His name is Rocking Bull, and I just wondered if that was like a shout out slash trying to grasp at the Rock. Uh, you know, with the Brahma bull and the, and the, the name rock. So it just, it, you know, there were little Easter eggs like that. The other thing that annoyed me at the beginning when the main character is a little girl and the phone rings, did you notice how she picked up the phone and, you know, it, it's supposed to be her as a child. So it's, you know, there is some time back. So it's back when phones hung on a wall or were, you know, you had to pick them up and, and push a button to answer them or whatever. And she just, the way she picked up the phone and just started talking, I, I don't know. It was just one of those things that I, it bugged me throughout. And again, we can't emphasize how bad this movie is. And, and Chad, you watched some really bad movies and subjected me to those, but I, <laughs> this is the new champion of, of bad Chad movies. No, this isn't even bad chat smart films because I don't even want to watch this movie again. Like there are movies that I can admit are not the greatest, but I enjoy them. And, you know, I would say uh, right now on our latest episode of out of touchstone, we talk about the movie cabin boy with Chris Elliott. Okay. It's not a good film. Did I go out and buy the Blu-ray of it? Hell yes, I did because it's fun. I enjoyed it. But I also understand it's not good. Um, but this is, like you said, when I can't even finish a film, that's when I know that it's bad. Yeah. And it's, 
Because I try to find something redeeming into a film, even if I don't like it. I'll be like, okay, at least this aspect was fine. You know, at least the acting was good. Like, like I talking about the Oscar films, I just watched the movie Spencer, which is the Kristen Stewart Princess Diana movie. It's a movie, nothing happens in that movie. There is no reason for that movie to be made. But I'll say Kristen Stewart, it's her best acting job that I've ever seen her do. Mm. But I would also not recommend anybody watching it because it's worse than watching paint dry. And just another wrestling romantic comedy is worse than huffing paint. So, <laughs> so I, I think we both agree. I, I, you know what? We usually go enhancement talent, mid card or main event. I wouldn't even book this one to be on my show <laughs> if I were putting together a wrestling card. I, I'm with you. I was going to say, yeah, this is uh, this is that guy that shows up at the indie show claiming to be a wrestler and no one's ever heard of him. Yeah. And he gets in the ring and he takes one bump and then quits. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is uh, definitely. I mean, I think we've uh, said enough uh, negative about it. And, and honestly, if there were anything redeeming to, to and positive to say about it, I would I would do that now. But uh, the fact that it didn't go two hours, I guess, is probably the best thing for it because, like you said, an hour and forty-five minutes was was way too long. To this could have been cut down to probably, uh, you know, an hour and yeah, and some change and and been fine, or at least been a little bit better. But man, they're just again that story so important, not just for you know a movie, obviously, but in the world of professional wrestling as well as we've seen throughout the years and, and, and watching uh, the way things go. So Chad, is there anything else going on? Uh, you know, you mentioned out of touchstone and I know you've got uh, wonder why going on as well. And you and Greg do the power half hour here on jittery monkey as well. Anything uh, big coming up down the pipe here for you? Uh, yeah, just a couple of concerts on the horizon. Got that going, but uh you know, I just picked up Chuck Klosterman's new book, The 90s. So I'm looking forward to reading that to see what type of pop culture stories he shares. And uh, yeah, and then, like I said, I've got the Blu-ray of Cabin Boy. I want to listen to the commentary track from Chris Elliott and Adam Ranskin, I think is his name, the director of the film and co-writer. And uh, I want to uh, forget that uh, just another wrestling movie exists. And I'm, you know, next month we'll be back. It's March, so let's watch Leprechaun Origins with uh, Hornswoggle. Um, You know, I should say uh, Tucker Carlson guest Hornswoggle. (laughs) I didn't think about Uh, Leprechaun Origins. That's that's a good idea. We'll have to do that one. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, and then uh, April we'll do. uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of April showers and we had April Hunter in, in this movie. And I don't think I want to see another movie with her in it. So, well, maybe, maybe, maybe something, maybe, like well, maybe, yeah, we'll go back to the wrestling vixens website and see if it's still online. We'll see um, if that's still up and around. Uh, yeah. All righty. Well, Chad smart. Thank you so much for being on this week, next week, by the way, right here on the podcast, it is the, the countdown to Stridiversary, which is happening on Saturday, March 5th. We'll be hearing from several Stride Pro Wrestling stars about their favorite memories 
of Stride Pro Wrestling. You can let us know what yours are over on the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page or over at the My123Cents Facebook page as well. Friends, thank you so much for listening and have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Thank you.